Welcome to the Hope Matters Podcast for August 12, 2018. Today, Pastor Dave will continue his series, Worship Wars, and he will be talking about an interesting subject, raising your hands. Afterwards, check out our website for more information of things going on at the church. We've got small groups starting up pretty soon in the fall. A lot of things going on at the church. If you haven't been to our church, come and see us. We would love to have you. You can come as you are. We certainly do. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and have a great day. Disappointed. Here's why. It was cold. Maybe you've experienced this before. It was cold. It was sterile. It was everything that I was used to growing up in the church. Something. I, I didn't know what it was, but something was, was missing. It, it lacked passion. It lacked warmth. It lacked joy and, and emotion. It, it lacked Energy? Have you experienced this before in worship before? All right. Why was a worship, just think about this, why was a worship concert so different? Maybe because all of the worshipers from each church were there. I don't know. (laughs) Why was it so different? Why wasn't the local church worshiping God the way that we worshiped there that night? It It was a battle for me. This was about 10 years ago. It was a battle. I mean, what was the difference? And, and, and what would I do? Because going back, <laughs> after you're there, going back is not an option, right? I had switched teams. <laughs> you with me? I had switched teams. I was now hand raiser. You want to identify with that, right? You know Baptists don't raise their hands. I was a hand raiser. This morning we're going to look at three of seven Hebrew words for praise. Hopefully this will redefine our, not your, our, right? Because we come as a collective group, the the body of Christ. Redefine our idea of worship and, and teach us expressions. Praise. Or at least that's the goal. That's my hope. Darren Whitehead and Chris Tomlin wrote an amazing book called Holy Roar. Everybody say, Holy Roar. Holy Roar. Go order it. Go order it. Read it. Be encouraged by it. It'll, it'll change your worship. I've already given it to our worship leaders, so they're on board. It's important, church, that we know how to worship the Most High God when we come together on a Sunday morning. Amen? Let, let me ask you this. Let me just pose. What if we've been doing it wrong our entire life? What if we've been doing it wrong our entire lives? Is, is that even possible? Some of you would say absolutely not, right? Absolutely not. My prayer is that today we will be open-minded towards these biblical words for praise. And I promise you, this, this is a guarantee. If you're open to it, this will change your worship. This will, some of you are saying, I'm out. <laughs> this one's not for me, preacher. This will change 
your worship, if you allow it to. Let's jump right in. The first word we're going to look at this morning is yada. Everybody say yada. Yada. That's a fun word, ain't it? Yada means this. You're going to love this. To revere, we get this part. (laughs) We master this part. To revere or worship with extended hands. To, To hold out the hands. To throw a stone or an arrow. This is the biblical word for praise. Psalm 67.3 says, May the people yadah you, God. May all, right? It doesn't say just hand raisers. May all the people yadah you. This is the most terrifying and controversial expression of them all. And I believe our greatest battle in corporate Worship. Would you agree with that statement? Five of you, yes? It's a battle. If you weren't raised in the Pentecostal church, right? This can be difficult. We can wrestle with this. We can struggle with this. See, the churches I grew up were not hand raisers. In fact, in most church circles, hand raisers were considered to be, I'll just say it, weird. You're, you guys are terrible. All of you are laughing because you've, you've talked about it, haven't you? That's what we heard growing up in a Baptist church. They're, they're weird. They're, they're different. They're, they're just trying to draw attention to themselves. It's not about God. It's about them. Look at them. Right? Haven't we talked about, like, talked about that like that? We wonder why we hesitate as God's people coming together... And really, you know, we're a Baptist church, but we're non-denominational church. We have apostolic and Methodist and Lutheran and name it, all under one roof. The way that we will worship God for all eternity. There's not going to be denominations and seats. Baptists don't get the front row just because they put on the best potluck. Amen? Right? This is why we hesitate. This is what we re- this is what we think while we come together because we we are different. We have different personalities and we're just different people. This is a simple act of worship. I just want to see if we can do it all together, okay? This is where the church service gets a little bit weird. Because maybe we can't. Maybe there's no muscle tone. I don't know. Maybe there's not enough definition to, to be able to... There we go. Want everybody raise your hands. Let's see if anybody is not. Hold them there. At least three seconds. One. Two. This is fun. You guys are never coming back, are you? All right, you can put them down. So... Here's my point. We're all capable of this biblical expression of worship. We're we're all capable. So, today you have conquered one of your fears. (laughs) Right? I raised my hand in worship for three seconds. (laughs) But I don't know if I'm on the other team yet, right? It's simple, isn't it? We were taught growing up to keep our eyes on the hymnal. That's it. 
Nothing more. Don't, don't get into it. Don't, don't tap your foot. Don't dance. Don't you dare. Baptists, don't dance. Don't dance. Don't get emotional. Weren't we, weren't we taught these things? We talked about them, and we, we heard from it from the pulpit, and, and around Bible study groups, and we conversed about those people. We, we don't want to be those people, and yet they're expressing worship the way that God intended. What's our natural response to something exciting? A shot made? A new promotion? A pay increase? A baby being born? We raise we, we celebrate. We, we rejoice. Why, church, should worship be any different? I hope you come prepared next week. I'm taking down names. We have no excuse. At sporting events, we cheer. We shout. We throw our hands up. When our team wins in basketball game, every time they score, that gets tiring. <laughs> that Milwaukee Bucks and Celtics game that we went to this past year, this little girl in front of us, every five seconds she was standing. I was like so annoyed. I was like, sit down, you know? There's nothing happening. What are you doing? And she's raising and cheering and yelling and... I stood off to the side. I was bothered. I was annoyed. I think sometimes that happens even in our church services. Man, get your hands out of my... I'm trying to see. And yet people are engaging God. And they're worshiping. Something to think about. We even high-five strangers, which is so gross. <laughs> it's, we, don't we? At sporting events, and, and it's acceptable, we clap, we're excited, but not in worship. Not in worship. Does that make any sense to you? Why can't we express our praise and thanksgiving in ways that are acceptable in sporting arenas? Are we trying to be too reverent? Sometimes I think so. We're, we're tr- trying to be quiet. <laughs> we're, we're trying to be worshipful. Are we? Maybe it's out of a respect. We should, we should respect God. Why would, why would we get all excited and, and worked up? We have a hard time figuring these things out. We're going to see that God, not Pastor Dave, not Own Baptist Church, that God, throughout the Scriptures, actually commands His people. That's us, the church, you and I, to worship Him in ways I just mentioned. In fact, we see this word yada 111 times. That's a lot. You think His point was trying to get a... 111 times. The Hebrew people showed their excitement and enthusiasm for God in praise and worship by raising their hands. David declared that God's people could not help. I love that. The passion, right? They could not help but raise their hands in praise for God's faithfulness, God's goodness, God's love, God's affection for you. They could not help it. That's powerful. 
How about you? What's holding you back? Some of you are right, already just offended. I'm not doing that next week. I'm not doing that ever. That's not me. Is God asking us to be who we are? God might be asking something more. He, he might ask of you to get out of your comfort zone and, and forget about everything else going around and, and just connect with him through worship. Isn't he worthy of this simple act of praise? Absolutely. Psalms 44.8 says, In God we make our boasts all day long, and we will, and we will, yada. Praise your name forever. This is an act for all people. All people. Not just Hebrew people. Not just charismatic or Pentecostal people. For weird or expressive. Did I say it? We, I'm including myself in that church. It's for all of us. Everybody say all of us. All of us. Say it again. God's people. It's for every single one of us. Does it, I wonder what would happen if all of us would worship like this. Would it take the pressure off a little bit? Be a little bit easier if everyone was doing it. Isaiah 6 verse 3 says, Holy, holy, holy. The Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of His glory. Listen to the words of this contemporary song. I want you to hear it. Holy is the Lord. It says this. We stand and we lift up our hands for the joy. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and we worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He together. That's so important. Unity. Unity in our worship. Together we sing, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is full of His glory. These songs that, that we so quickly write off or, or dismiss at times as not being worshipful or, or reverent songs to God are taken right from the Bible. Not, not only that, we're so quick to write off new songs, aren't we? We want to sing songs that we know, that we're familiar with. As soon as a new song comes on, I wonder how many of us get irritated. Ah, you know? I came to church to hear this. Man. Years back, we had an Easter service, and it was a powerful service. Place was packed, and afterwards, an older gentleman said, you know what, that was a great, great service, great sermon, but... But, do this song. <laughs> Man, pastor, if you would have done this song, should a song change our worship? No. No, and yet this is, this is the way that we think and we act and we respond to music in the church and worship. It has to, it has to be in a, a certain package, doesn't it? Or dismissing the scriptures without even 
something to think about. So the first word is yada. Raise our hands. Everybody's coming next Sunday prepared, right? Yeah. Kidding with you. Second Hebrew word for praise is halal. Everybody say halal. halal. Sweet. You guys are starting to sound like Hebrew scholars. The word halal simply means to boast, to rave, to shine. Here's where we get, we get a little bit of trouble here. To, to, to celebrate, all right? To be foolish. That, that last part could get us into trouble. I was thinking about that as all the parents hushing the little ones and they're fooling around and there's a little bit of chaos in there. We're so quick to try to holster that moment, aren't we? Psalms 3 says, let them halal his name with dancing. Uh-oh. <laughs> with dancing and make music to him with a tambourine and harp. Have you ever just watched our children, your children, in praise and worship? It's carefree. It's carefree. And I'm guilty of this with my kids. Shh, shh, stop it. Shh, stop it. Shh, shh, stop. Right? Their worship is childlike. It's worship without thinking. And I love that. It's simple. It's worth worship without any inhibition. They're, they're, they're just worshiping God. The God that they know. The God that they understand. And get this, they're having fun doing it. Did, did you know worship should be fun? It should be fun. It should be fun. It doesn't have to be somber and solemn and quiet. It's always driven me nuts over the years. I said, this song is not worshipful. What? That bugs me. It doesn't have to be quiet. A few years back, I was out visiting a, a new couple from the church, having pizza, and kids were outside playing, and sitting across the table from them. And They had been at a church from the early 90s a long time, right? And I asked, I said, and I do this with visitors or new people, why? Why Houghton Baptist Church? Why our church? And he said this, he's, he's a man of few words. And, and you've got to listen real close to hear what he's saying. He said this, it's nice to not feel as though I just attended a funeral. Amen? Amen. I was like, say that again? He was, he was talking about our, our worship, the, the culture, the, the atmosphere. He, he enjoyed the carefree and lighthearted spirit. He enjoyed the fact that people were enjoying themselves in worship. God forbid Christians enjoy their time in church. Amen? Man, walk out of here so on fire for God, so uplifted and encouraged. Man, that was a good time. I want to go back. Man, that was good. Man, I enjoyed spending time with God. Man, I enjoyed praying with God's people. Man, I enjoyed worshiping with God's people. It should be fun. God isn't asking us. I want you to hear me. Hear me out on this. God isn't asking us or you to be disrespectful, but to let go 
Enjoy the presence of the Lord. It's that simple. Something happens from the time we're, we're little to the time we're, we're this age, and, and we just miss it. There's a gap. Something happens. God wants you, church, hear me out, to enjoy Him. Enjoy Him. Enjoy His presence. Biblical mandate. Uh (laughs) This is... This is not a suggestion to the church. This is a biblical mandate from God for worship. Halal is the primary Hebrew word for praise. It's the word from which we derive the biblical word hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's an expression of of celebration. Our worship. Your worship. You listening? Should be celebratory. It should. For us to halal, to praise the way that we're supposed to, we must lay aside inhibitions and go for it. I've been watching some of you over the last couple years, and it's a struggle. But one by one, you're letting go, and you're enjoying God, and you're enjoying church, and you're enjoying worship. Don't you envy people that seem to be free in their worship? Just just a little bit? Just a little bit of envy? I always did. I always did. I was like, I just don't get it. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I'm not like that. That's not who I am. That's not how I was raised. I, I don't get it. But a small part of me envied the freedom that they had in which they worshiped the God that they loved and served. Now I worship without fear and hesitation. Psalm 69.30 says, I will halal, I will praise God's name in song. Psalms 22.22 says, I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I love that, in the assembly I will halal you. Psalms 109.30. Some of you guys are going to get in trouble here. With my mouth. I wonder how many just lip sync. (laughs) How many just fake it in here? You don't know the words. You don't know the song. Maybe you don't care for it. Maybe you're just kind of there. With my mouth, I will greatly extol the Lord in the great throng of worshipers. I will halal Him. Picture God's people gathered together, tens of thousands of Levites and Israelites coming together, one group, one people, to praise God. Just think, you think we're loud, just think of the volume, the decibels of praise among God's people. As worshipers begin to shout, sing, and laugh, and dance, They jumped around and raised their voices unto God, to the outside world. I'm sure that would have been quite the spectacle. But to God, this is what we got to get back to when we worship, and we're thinking about our expressions of worship. To God, it was meaningful. It was His children 
We, we forget that because we're grown. We're older. But we're God's children. It was His children celebrating Him and His faithfulness. It was more than acceptable. It was worship the way that God intended. Yesterday, as we were out at the lake, sometimes dads just want to sit in a chair. You know what I mean? Amen? Dads? <laughs> I got my swimming in with the kids, and, and we were battling with tubes, and I definitely overdid it. And It was like king of the mountain. You should have seen how I was just... The kids were just flying from these tubes, and we were having fun. And then I got to go sit in my chair, and I watched my kids, my three little ones, playing, sometimes fighting, You know what I mean? Arguing. They're with their mom. And I was moved. As a mom and dad, have you just sat back and just watched your kids? I'm proud of them. Whether they're doing good or not. This is what worship should be. And we have to keep this in mind that God, God is watching us. His children worship Him. What message are we sending to the Father? What message are we sending to God? God built these natural, non-robotic responses into our DNA so, so that we can worship Him in ways of being undignified. David said this, I will become even more undignified than this. Some of you are a little scared, aren't you? Pastor, what direction are we going? What's happening? Psalms 156 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Were you left out in that? Nope. Let everything that has breath, hello! Had a ring to it, didn't it? Cain often says, you were loud today. Amen. <laughs> Let everything that is breath halal the Lord. C.S. Lewis said, the most valuable thing the Psalms do for me is to express the same delight in God, which made David... The third word for praise in the last word. We're almost done. Zamar. Everybody say Zamar. It means to make music, to celebrate... Song and music to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument. How many musicians do we have here this morning? We raise your hand. This one's for you. You all need to still listen, but this one is for them. Psalms 144.9 says, I will sing a new song. We've already talked about that, right? We're going to let go of that idea of what a song should be. I, I will sing a new song to you. Isn't God worthy of a new song? Amen? Amen? A harp of ten strings, I will sing Zemar to you. Music is powerful. Music is, is life-changing. Music affects deeper parts of our soul. Music connects us to a living God. It does. Have you ever noticed when you walk in here, sometimes you're grumpy and you've Maybe had an argument on the way in or something didn't go your way. As soon as the music begins, 
Maybe it, maybe it takes you one or two songs. Sometimes it happens for me, right? I'm not yet into this worship mode. <laughs> but it lures you. <laughs> it draws you in, into his presence. Two years ago, I sat on my, sat on my son's hospital bed in Lansing, waiting for test results see whether or not he had leukemia. All I could do, maybe you can identify with this this morning, all I could do sitting in that room, waiting for that test result, waiting for the doctors to come back, was to worship. Was to worship. I played my guitar, sang songs of praise and worship God through my brokenness. I didn't want to talk a whole lot to my wife or even the doctors. I just wanted to connect with God. So I did it through song. I sang songs of praise through the emptiness, through the hardship, through the brokenness. It was my battle cry to God. Have you been there? It's just you and God. Then the following year, We've had an exciting couple of years as a family. The following year, I missed almost two months of preaching to you all, battling my own physical issues and suffering every second of every day. Pain that you could not imagine, and it wouldn't go away. It was a Sunday morning, and Jillian had left for church, and she wanted to hold the four down, actually because of my OCD. I was like, you've got to go there and in my place. Keep an eye on my baby, right? Keep an eye on things. But they left for church, and there I sat in my living room, my, my living room holding my instrument, broken before God, ashamed that my brokenness, my physical condition was keeping me from my calling. Have you been there? Have you there this morning? You can relate. It was keeping me from my, my life and, and my church and what I love to do. But there I sat by myself in tears, weeping before God, only able to play one song, maybe just a half a song, because the pain was so unbearable. Singing the song Healer, believing that God had something more for me. Believing that God would one day restore my health. Man, we, have, we serve a mighty God. Worship. That's why we have to take our worship serious. Worship can be our greatest coping mechanism through life's heart. Worship being our weapon, our greatest weapon, coping through life's difficulties. Music ministers to the soul like nothing else. Preparing our hearts. Sometimes we need to be prepared. Sometimes we're not ready. It prepares our hearts for God's presence. In the book of Kings, we see the sons of Israel ready for battle. And their water stores had run dry. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and that's how you feel. Empty, dried up, useless, broken. 
Maybe you're in need of something fresh. Maybe that's why you struggle in your worship. Maybe you need God to do something fresh, something real in your life. And they're asked whether or not there might be a prophet in the ranks. Someone who could talk with God on their behalf. And in that moment, Elisha stepped forward saying he had come bearing the word of the Lord. And before he spoke a word of prophecy, he demanded music to be played. Zamar, find me a harpist. <laughs> Zamar to be practiced, to be played. When the music began to play, the Bible says that Elisha stood and delivered the word of God, saying, this is what the Lord says, I will fill this valley with pools of water. That's my prayer for this church. That's my prayer for you. That God would fill us, fill us once again. Elisha knew the power of Zemar. Maybe today we will decide. Notice I said maybe. <laughs> it's really up to you how you're going to apply this message. There's no expectation. There's no pressure. Maybe today we'll decide to sing a new song to God. Sing a new song. Maybe today we'll begin to extend our hands in worship to clap without being told to. (laughs) It blows me away in the church how we have to be told how to do everything. Can't we be ourselves? Stand, sit, stand, sit, stand, sit. Lift your hands, clap, sing with us. Maybe today something would be different. Maybe you would learn to celebrate like a child and enjoy God's presence for maybe the first time. Maybe your worship has been sterile. Maybe it's been cold. Maybe it's been distant. Leave behind traditions. Some of you right now are going, I can't do that. I can't do that. What if God is asking us to sing a new song? I just want our church to move forward in our worship. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything, everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, as we go into this last song, I pray, O oh God, that you would help us to forget what we're used to. The traditions the songs, maybe even the teaching. God, may we, may, may we trust these biblical words, your words, that you had penned for us, the church, to worship you and praise you and enjoy you. God, may we become undignified. May we love you and praise you. May we, Zemar, Use our instruments. 
Use our talents, our gifts. God, may we sing to you. Whether we're whole or we're broken. May we worship you and love you. May we let go. May we believe today that you have something greater. God, change us, renew us, and use us for your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you stand at this time as we sing this last song? And may we worship. Hey, thanks for listening to the Hope Baptist Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you're looking for a church or it's been a while since you've been to church, why don't you come and check out Houghton Baptist? We certainly love to have you. You can come as you are. We do. Also, if you're interested in giving, you can give by text. Just send a text to 906-346-1317 and follow the prompts from there. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast and have a great day. Thank you.